Hola and welcome back to another episode of the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to let you all know that this show has grown so freaking much that we are almost at 20,000 downloads, y'all. And I would love nothing more than for you to subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the show already, to like, to review, and to share this episode or this podcast show with anyone that you know might benefit from listening. I cannot freaking tell you how much it helps us grow and more than anything to help other Latina CEOs find us, even if they're not business owners, right? But they really want to be the CEOs of their life. I invite you to share this podcast with them. And it just helps us grow overall. And I'm so grateful for the community that we have built together. And another update is that I am currently accepting clients for private coaching. If you know that you would love to work together, I invite you to go to the link in the show notes of this episode so that you can schedule a consultation call to work with me. If you know that you want to become nine to five optional and you want to create your six figure identity, maybe you haven't made any money in your business, or maybe you have, and you are feeling blocked right now. And you know that you would love my support in supporting you in creating your six figure identity and doubling your income as a coach and really becoming nine to five optional. I would love to support you inside of private coaching. That looks like three months of us working together, three calls a month. And you can go ahead and book a call via the link in the show notes. It's complimentary to see how I can support you. So without further ado, let me tell you about today's episode. In today's episode, I am joined by one of my incredible clients, Iris Garcia, who is a life coach. Iris is a proud first-generation Latina, Mexicana, and the eldest daughter of immigrant parents. Iris' journey has allowed her to embrace her pivoter spirit from teaching in the classroom for seven years to corporate America, and she is on a mission to build her life coaching business and continue to grow it. Edie's is a life coach who helps women of color go inward in their healing journey and trust themselves again. In her free time, Edie's loves to go to the new coffee shops, is loving her new chapter as a fiance. She loves to travel and being with her loved ones. In today's episode, we are having such a beautiful conversation around surrender, navigating life challenges, learning to trust yourself again. And I'm really excited for this conversation because the gems that were dropped, y'all, are going to change your perspective of life, especially if you're in a current season of your life where you are feeling a lot of internal conflicts and you have a difficult time surrendering and really creating capacity to attract things in your life that you can't stop praying about. And so without further ado, I invite you to tune into this conversation. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked out coaches and entrepreneurs. 
In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. Hola, and welcome back to another episode of the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, and today I'm joined by one of my amazing clients, Iris Garcia, who is a life coach, and I'm really excited for this conversation we're going to have, y'all, because if you haven't already noticed, I've been bringing so many of my amazing clients in on the show to really share their stories and their gifts with the world because so many of us are going through a healing journey of some sort. And so it's important for us to know that there are people out there that can help us through these difficult life challenges. And so I'm excited for the conversation Edis and I will have today. Edis, can you share with us who you are? Tell us about who you are, what you do, and who you help. A little bit yes. about your story too. <laughs> Of course, of course. So who am I, right? A lot of us, we get stuck with that. Who am I? But the way I'm going to rephrase that is who I am in this season at this current moment is I am a life coach. I am a cafecito lover that loves to travel and just be all the ca coffee shops possible. I am really prioritizing peace and prioritizing what's really important in my life, which means reevaluating my values and What it is that I really want more of moving forward. Who is this Edis? She's filled with love, like Edis is love right now in this season. Um, I just got, you know, engaged not too long ago, and it's just been such a beautiful season. And I was also from the Bay Area, but now I'm in New Mexico, which is like a whole nother story to kind of tell in just a bit. But yes, I am a Bay Area native and I am a proud Latina, a first gen Latina specifically. And I am a proud daughter of immigrants, like, uh, or parents of immigrants. So I am so excited with just the journey that I've been so far and where it's taken me. And I'm just like, so excited to be in your space. And again, I think that's like who I am in this current season and moment. And I'm just constantly evolving. So I think that's like a good intro for myself right now. <laughs> Yes, I love it so much, Edis. And I love that you highlighted this is who you are in this season. Porque evolucionamos todo el tiempo. We're always growing. And I think that this is going to be part of the conversation we're going to be having today, right? How sometimes we feel like when we change or when we evolve, we there is something wrong with us, right? We will start questioning like or start thinking we have to be that person for a long time for the rest of our lives. And we we fear a lot of these changes and evolutions and pivots. And so I love that you highlighted that this is who you are in this season. And with that, I would love to kind of dive into today's conversation around, I know that you're someone that is a planner, because of course, I know you as your coach, right? And you also have pivoted a lot in your life and in your career as a former educator, right? And yeah. then and now working in corporate and, and like navigating and balancing your, your business as a life coach. And so how have you embraced your story and navigated adversity? Oh, that's such a good one. I feel like when I think about adversity and all of the things that I've gone through in my life, I want to take it back to the most recent, which was back in 2021 which is not too far along, right? But when I think about adversity and how I embrace that season, right? Because we have different seasons in our lives. And I feel like so many of us, we want to embrace the summer where it's beautiful and joyful and fun. But there are moments in time where 
our moments of our mountains, I guess I can call it mountains, our desert moments, our fall moments, our winter moments, where it's adversity is a time for so many of us to just go inward to be able to realign where we're supposed to go. And so I say that with a lot of grace and a lot of love, because I think adversity for so many of us, we, we get stuck in adversity. The moment that we face something that is not going our way, or it's not going as we planned, or it's really hard, we tend to stop and we tend to be very unkind to ourselves. And that's what I caught myself doing. The self-negative talk, the imposter syndrome, limiting myself from going after the things that I wanted. And I was like really beating myself up. And what I realized during that moment in 2021 was that it was not getting me anywhere, right? Like the moment that we're beating ourselves up and we're putting ourselves in these deeper holes in what we need to, we make it so hard. And um, that year really taught me a lot about how to embrace it with grace, how to embrace challenges with a different perspective. And I think that's a lot of the things that I've been constantly learning is how to reshift our mindset when we're going through adversity. Having that mindset of it's not happening to me, but it's happening for me. And I think it's so important for a lot of us to do that because I think, again, a lot of us, we get stuck on the negatives and then we don't change the behavior. And then we are so upset with ourselves at the end of the year because we're like, what happened? Why didn't I grow? Why didn't I get to the spaces that I wanted? And it goes back to that simple fact of embrace. Like, I know it's going to be harder. It's easier said than done, but it's best to just embrace the adversity. Accept where you're at. Accept what's happening. It's not happening to you, but it's happening for you. Why? Because it's a season of growth. It's a season for you to just realign to what really is important. And the moment that we do that, that's when we be, we build resiliency and that's when we build more of our character and we get to find out the beautiful things of who we really are meant to be. And I feel like that was 2021 for me where I had to, I went through so many identity like crises where I was having to let go of an old version of myself, of what my friends, my family saw me as and how I embraced myself for such a long time. It called me to move out of the Bay Area, which I was, you know, in San Jose, California. Shout out to everybody that was out there and is a, you know, Spartan and all that. But from San Jose State. But I say that with so much love because a lot of us, we get comfortable and we get stuck with the noise. And then we ask ourselves why we don't get to places. But when I left the Bay Area, it required me to go into the valley. Like for those of you who know the valley and know Sacramento, Lodi, all of those areas there. It's puro campo. It's like agriculture, small town area. And it required me to go into solitude, like deep, deep solitude of having to really reflect on who I am. And that was scary because nobody was really there. And I really had to face my shadows. I had to face all of the things that I no longer wanted. And it felt lonely. It felt like no one was there. But at the same time, I had to really reshift that mindset of being like, no, like, it's not that no one is there. This is the season that God has required for me to be like, hey, it's time to reevaluate your life and where you want to go. And thanks to that solitude season or that beautiful like moment of where I had to ground myself, that's when I really started shifting and started really prioritizing what I wanted, which was I knew I wanted to be a life coach since 2020. 
And that's when I started showing up more in social media. And that's when I also pivoted out of the classroom. Like I was teaching for seven years in special education and I knew it was time to move. I knew it was time to go. And in order for me to go, I had to go to where I was called in. And that season, it was, it was Lodi. It was like this small little town that nobody knew of. And then shortly after I moved to New Mexico because my spirit felt like it was time to move even there. And now I'm here in New Mexico. It's almost been a year. And thanks to all that, those challenges, that adversity, it allowed me to be where I'm at today, which is crazy to say, like, from where I was at in 2021 to now, it's like, I started my business just recently in June. I've had already seven clients that I worked with, and three of those clients have been paying clients. And if it wasn't for my adversity season or that season of sewing, I wouldn't be here today. And so I do truly want to invite the listeners to really evaluate their adversity, to accept their adversity of whatever you're going through in this season, right? Whether it's super hard, and I know it's hard, but embrace it, love it, and allow yourself to reshift your mindset on why it's happening, right? And remember that it's happening for you. It's not happening to you. So when we take away ourselves from that victim mentality, it just, it allows you to just expand because that's the whole purpose of adversity is for you to expand. It's for you to grow. And that's what it did for me. And that's how I was able to overcome it. This is so good. And there's so much that you said, (laughs) Evie, that I like, I just see myself in you so much with what you shared because 2021 was also my year (laughs) of freaking solitude and growth and all of the things. And there's so many directions I want to go in, but I love that you mentioned solitude in this, right? And solitude and going inward and the importance of that. Porque creo que le tememos bastante a la, a la soledad. We fear uh, like solitude so much, especially in the challenging times. And you speaking to your own example of when you were being called to go inward is so important for everyone listening, because I know that in at some level, every single one of us as Latinas, as women, as people and humans, we we are being challenged in certain seasons of our lives. And I know, for example, yeah. for me during that year, it was like going through the biggest breakup of my life with a very unhealthy relationship, right? And yeah. learning to be alone and learning to appreciate my own solitude and face those shadows that you just spoke to. And so that is something that in, in the Latino community and just humans in general, right? Sometimes yeah. we want to avoid like no. We, we get busy with all the things because we want to make sure that like we don't want to sit with the feelings or we don't want to sit with like what is inside, right? And you speaking yeah. to your own journey of how you navigated it, right? Like you dropped so many gems. I hope people are taking this. <laughs> um, and you know how you have been able to really pivot in all these difficult seasons and made these really big decisions such as like moving and starting a business and like leaving your career in education and then like I know we're going to get to that part and how it's created yeah. capacity to you know <laughs> where you are now freaking engage with the love of your life and all of the things thank like you. I think you know from the outside looking in people see us and they see wow like get chido por ellas like that's so awesome that they've been able to do that but that's not available to me and so Mm. what I want is for everyone listening to know that like 
these difficult challenges really are what mold us into and also what help us like helps us create capacity for these other incredible things we want to call in into our lives. And so I love that you shine light on that because it's it's necessary for people to hear that, right? So yeah. tell us about your experience in learning to trust yourself after being, you know, the ultimate planner of your life because these moving, freaking leaving the career, starting your business, all of these incredible decisions, they all required so much self-trust. So tell us about how you learned to trust yourself. Oh, that's so good that you said that. And just to correct you all, my timelines are a little like messed up. So I'm going to correct it because it is 2022. I'm like, it just feels like 2021. But just to kind of go back to how did I develop self-trust? Because that's so good. Um, From being a planner to like, allowing myself to flow and allowing myself to trust myself. And I kind of even want to take that back too, because I think for the longest time ever, I was told by society, right? I was told by society that in order for me to be, you know, successful and for people to recognize me as this great worker and whatnot, people that are in those top spaces are people who knew how to plan. So I'm like, hey, let me be a planner. I'm like, I'm trying to be successful. I want to make sure that I'm living a great life, especially because growing up with, you know, my family who, you know, I want to say proudly that when I was younger, my dad did such great, amazing work for just being someone who immigrated from Mexico and came to California and had a really successful business. So I got to give kudos to my dad, who was a natural entrepreneur desde cuando, pero, you know, we all go through experiences where it reshifts. And so that happened to me when I was 16. And my dad unfortunately left. And that required for me and my mom to be a team more than ever. And so I think my planner stage really started at the age of 16 when I realized they get, oh my gosh, we lost everything from having everything to nothing. We, we need a plan with life. I don't ever want to go through this again. Like I don't ever want to lose my home or lose like all this money. And then us start from the very bottom. Like I need to be a planner. Like I need to make sure that everything is planned out to the T so that this never happens to me again. And I think that planning fate or like that planner identity that I had it so much ingrained in me. And as we're speaking right now, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was rooted in so much fear. My little version of me just didn't want to go through that again. And the more and more I learned, even in school, it reinforced that behavior where I like, it was like, Hey, you got to plan out to go to college. Let's start looking at that. And the moment you plan for it, here's your four year plan. Once you follow that four year plan, that's the start of the end. And then get your master's because that's going to increase your salary. And then you're going to be secure and you're going to be good. I was sold that dream. And so that planner, again, identity of mine came from when I was 16, when my parents left, you know, my dad left, todo, you, know, dejó como nos dejó. you know, and that's life sometimes, right? But again, just thinking about like the systems around me, they reinforce that. So I really thought that that was the way to success until I got into, out of college. When I finally graduated, y todo, I realized that get, something was missing. But of course, as we all do, we ignore that intuition because I truly was following the mentors that I had around me and were like, Mija, like, don't worry, just keep following the plan, get your master's, y vas a estar bien. you're going to be good. So I follow that, right? And planning everything. And it's true, like 
as I started planning my finances, planning my life, planning and doing all these different things, it was reinforcing it, right? Like life was literally reinforcing the get, keep planning porque it's working until my biggest breakthrough after I graduated with my master's. I started realizing que there's, there was something wrong. Like no matter how much I planned my life out, something wasn't right. Something didn't seem to align. And I found that I was doing a lot of these things, thinking that they were going to bring security, bring all of this great stuff. But yet I felt unfulfilled. Something was lacking there. My brain was doing all the work, but where was my heart in all of this though? And I think a lot of us, when we plan, 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 it's because we also want control, control of the future, control of the now. And that's what I wanted. And it comes from a good place, right? Because a lot of us, when we plan things out, it's because we want things to go right, because we think we're going to be safe. We're going to be secure. And life is life, you guys. Like Life will give us different challenges that come through it. But again, it goes back to the gate. If I were to talk back to my 18-year-old, 21-year-old self, she would not believe me because she'd be like, you're crazy. It's like, no, like let's stick to our planning ways. But honestly, it's about being able to flow with life. That's the key to everything. And I'll dive into a little bit deeper of what I mean to that and why I say that. My planner stuff was just like not working for me as I go back to that and, um, and I think a lot of that was just like a big awakening call for me when I started realizing that I felt empty, I felt unfulfilled, I felt unsatisfied. And that that need of control was so exhausting. Like I wanted to control every outcome, every little thing. So my love life to everything. And realizing that that wasn't the way. Because then I noticed that the more I kept planning, I wasn't being true to who I really was and what my soul was calling for. and so. I started to re-navigate all of that and reevaluate what it was that I really wanted. And that's when I felt like 2020 was that big hit for everybody. Like 2020 was the year that sat me down and was like, all right, Mihita, like, yes, you're planning all of this stuff, but is it really what you want? Is it really? And those are hard questions to ask ourselves of, is this really what you want? And when I was trying to lie to myself and be like, yes, this is what I want, the more and more I dove deep to it and I kept repeating that question to myself of, is this really what you want? And the answer was no, something was missing and we knew something was missing. And so 2020 really called for me to let go of a relationship that I was in that no longer served me. And again, it's like I wanted to plan so much out of that and control everything and realizing that that partner wasn't even good for me. But because I was stuck in this timeline, ahí nos quedamos. We stayed there. And that's that's not the way, right? Like when our soul calls for something more, you got to let go. And that's what I did. I let go of that relationship. I started asking myself if I wanted to be in this career that I was in for seven years. And I was a great teacher, but it wasn't fulfilling anymore. And so I, I took the necessary steps then to be radically honest and take actionable steps to get me to the next step of where my next calling was. And that's where coaching came in. Like that is like literally at the end of the year, 2021 was when I found out about what life coaching was and everything. And I did that letter, like starting of 2021 with my first coach ever. And it changed my life. Like I literally was in that room and was like, I want to do that. I can do that. Like, this is what I want. And it felt so just good and fulfilling. And that's what I wanted moving forward. 
And so, yeah, I feel like it requires a lot of radical honesty. I think a lot of us, we get very afraid of that. Like we are so afraid to ask ourselves those questions because we're afraid of the truth that comes out with it. And I invite anybody that's in that season right now where if you're that planner and you're trying to plan everything out to the T and don't get me wrong, it, it has its good benefits, like for a good trip, which is fine. Keep those planner like skills there and for work or como quieras. But when it comes to being a planner of your whole entire life to where you have a plan A, plan B and plan C, that's exhausting. And really ask yourself if it's really what you want and allow yourself to be in a space where you allow your heart to speak out to you, where you allow your soul to speak out to you, because you will find so many things about yourself and where you need to realign. And that's what happened to me. And I slowly started to explore on who I was and am in those moments when I was trying to relearn Guinness Edis, who am I and what do I really want? It took a lot of exploration, but because of that exploration, it allowed me to trust myself. And then that's when I learned about the power of intentionality as well, where I was like, I need to be more intentional with the next steps that I take. If this is really what I want, why do I want it? And move from that energy and move from taking radical action with that space. Because then when we do that, we trust ourselves. We trust ourselves that we know what we want. We explore. And yes, there will be times where you learn that maybe that's not what you like, but that's the whole point of it. It's allowing yourself to say like, wow, like, I'm going to take that class or you know, I really like that coaching like program. I'm going to just trust myself to sign up for it. Like trust yourself. Porque when there's that curiosity, right? It's that good curiosity to learn more about who you are and who you were always meant to be. So it takes that. It's just allowing yourself to explore, be curious, be intentional, and allow yourself to just be and honor those requests that come through. That's how trust starts to develop within your own self. And once you know who you are, like baby girl, there's no stopping you because the moment anybody else comes into your life where they're like, Hey, by the way, like you should do this. When you know yourself, you will never settle for less and you will continue to move forward with the things that are meant for you. And you will say bigger yeses to the things that are meant to be. I truly believe that. I feel like that's been my experience with just developing self-trust and from being a planner to like being able to be someone that's like more trusting of themselves. I think that is the biggest win ever. And that is the biggest form of self-love as well. Because when you operate from a space of trust, you're allowing your heart to lead. And not just that, your heart and your mind align. And that is powerful versus that planner identity, like that planner self, it, it's all in your cabeza. Like, it's all your head, your head's operating in a constant basis. But in order to have that self-trust, it's your mind and your heart that connects together. I truly believe that. So good, Edie's. I'm like <laughs> nodding my head, my smile, my smile, my, my cheeks are hurting. <laughs> because 
everything you just shared, the way that you explained it all is paint such a beautiful picture of what the realities look like, right? And you painted a before, like a during and after, right, of what is available to us. And I love that you highlighted your identity as a planner, right? Because yes, it's a survival mechanism that we develop. And for so many of us, it keeps us, myself included, it keeps us really being the good girl, right? Doing things right, following directions, Mm -hmm. And you're right where all of these institutions and society and culturally, right, like we adopt these values and beliefs and we think that that's the best way to do things because we're good girls, because we follow the rules, Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's what we learned um, that was going to make us successful. And so part of this part of your story, right, it's it required you to to really redefine what success looked like for you, because on paper, you were successful. You had the master's degree. You had the career, right? Like you were probably, you're probably really freaking great with your finances, right? <laughs> like, and we tell ourselves these narratives of where the inner critic kicks in of like, it's not where I wanted to be at yet. And it's not like where I wanted to be at yet, right? And we tell ourselves this story and really yeah. it becomes this illusion of like, yes, you're successful on paper, but internally it's like, you're not really practicing radical honesty. And a lot of the Mm -hmm. times, yes, we, we fear like the unknown, right? We fear sitting with the reality of what we really want inside, because there's probably a deep part of like, we weren't allowed to explore growing up. We had to do things right. And so yeah. part of this process really is healing and breaking these generational chains and really questioning the values that you've adopted and deciding, well, is this something that I really believe in? Does this align with where I'm going? Or is this something that was like, you know, I borrowed and adopted from like an external institution or culturally, right? And so I just love that you highlighted, right, how exploration was also a part of you trusting yourself and developing the sense of self-trust and how you've surrendered in different in the different chapters in your life. And I believe that this is such important just wisdom that people are listening to right now because for those of you listening, right, you might be in a place where you are in your heart, you know that where you're at is not where you want to be. Pero no te da un miedo reconocerlo, yeah. right? And want to validate that it is terrifying to freaking be really honest with yourself, especially because it's a process of grief that you are mm-hmm. letting go of this old version of you that kept you safe for so long. And so Edith, I just love how you shared your, your own experience because you just painted a beautiful picture of what you were able to create capacity for through your coaching business through the partnership that you attracted, right? Through the life that you are now living today. But it required you to really explore and trust yourself and sit in the discomfort of all of those things that were coming up for you in this season. And so with that, you've told us a little bit about, you know, your experience in learning how to trust yourself and really going from ultimate planner to like really surrendering. So that brings us to the topic of surrendering. Tell me about, you know, I know surrendering is something that you specialize in, in the work you do with your clients and how can someone start to surrender and let go of like things that are happening and resistance that's coming up for them when they're navigating these life challenges? That's a great question. And just so everybody knows that this is going to be very individualized, right? Like you are going to go through your journey. And I think a lot of that 
key stuff is know your story, know your whole entire story. And what I mean by that, it's really going inward. Like I always think about that little spiral and I want you to go inward and look at yourself at the core. Like ask yourself, what's blocking you from being able to live that life that you want? And if that feels hard to you, then ask yourself, like, what do I want more of? Like, what more do I want? And sit with that energy of like, well, I really want to know what like a great, healthy relationship looks like. Well, paint that picture for yourself. Like, what does that feel like? Well, it feels really great and peaceful and loving and supporting. Like, when you're in that energy, it allows you to really tap into what it is that you desire. And when we are trying to surrender and there's so much resistance in ourselves, check your body, check where your body's at. Cause just like how I painted that beautiful picture of knowing what your desires are, you start to feel excited. Maybe you feel it in your chest and you feel it in like maybe your fingers or your face, like wherever your body feels it, but also feel that with whatever brings you tension, with whatever brings you fear, with whatever brings you anxiety or anger, right? Like explore that, allow yourself to be, and just kind of know your body in that sense. And then remind yourself that you're safe, that you will always be safe. And that's like the key thing that I do a lot with my clients is allowing them to really navigate first with their body and connect with your body. Because a lot of the things that I think about when it comes to surrendering is we have to be like water. Like when you guys look at a stream of water and the waterfall, like it drops fast, right? That's you. Like you're feeling all the feels, but then the moment you just like let yourself be, you're expansive. You are flowing. There is peace. There is ease. That's the key to surrender. The key of surrendering is feeling all of those things. Peace, ease, expansiveness. That's the key. That's surrender. And so when I go back to that explanation of what you desire and how we talk about all the great things that we want, we feel just that como el agua. And that requires us to go with the flow. And that took me such a hard time to learn, like going with the flow with life and allowing life to really present the opportunities that are meant to be for you, right? And sometimes it, that requires us to be open. So surrendering requires for us to be open. It requires us to be, have faith faith in something higher than yourself. Allow yourself to know that you're being taken care of. And when we allow ourselves to know those different options, it allows you to feel at a place of rest. There's no, let's go do, 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 right? Because again, that's going back to that control planning identity of who you are. But the whole point is if we're going to surrender, right? That's the other thing too. It's like first, read your body, learn and connect with your body. That's so important because you're connecting not just in a physical way, you're connecting in a soulful way. And when you connect with your soul in that sense, in that, in knowing your physical body, that helps you navigate life so much easier because you're in tune with who you are. You may not know all the properties or whatever, not or like specific things, but the moment that you connect with your body is something different. Knowing how those desires and those fears feel, right? Again, like that goes within connecting and understanding what surrendering means. Cause I think a lot of us, we think surrender is like, ah, pues, ni modo. Like, okay, we just go with that. We don't need to plan for it. No, like surrender means peace. Surrender means ease. Surrender means that you're going to feel expansive. And so when you're making decisions moving forward, what brings you that and prioritizing that? 
And the next thing I would say in order for us to surrender is, again, going back to faith. Believe in something higher that's going to protect you, that's going to guide you. And knowing that there is divine timing. So wherever you're at in life, you're exactly where you need to be. There's no rush. Like you have enough time. I think a lot of us, we live in this culture where it tells us that we don't have enough time. Do, do, do. But I invite you to take a step back and to really allow yourself to know that you are divinely guided and that your divine timing, you're exactly where you need to be. And the other part to it is acceptance. In order for us to surrender, we have to accept where we're at. And I know that that's easier said than done. But when we accept where we're at, it's not that we're accepting the circumstance. It's just accepting that, hey, like, I may not be where I want to be right now or there yet, but I will get there. And I'm going to allow life to unfold itself to allow me to go where I need to go. And I feel like that's a lot of the framework that I do with my clients. And that's allowed them to expand. And that's such an exciting thing when I'm like with them, because when they're able to connect with their body, identify how it feels, whether it's their desires or fears or whatever is blocking them, and they have faith in themselves or something higher, they feel more confident with where they're trying to go. And then they accept the circumstance and know that there's something better on the other side. And that's when they feel ease and peace and trust and that they know that they're exactly where they need to be. And that's all surrendering is. It's allowing yourself to just be and just know that everything will work out. And it again, it doesn't mean that you're not going to plan out certain things or take action or whatever not, but it just means that you're prioritizing peace at the end of the day. So allow yourself to be like water, allow yourself to just be and allow yourself to just connect with where you're at right now, ground yourself and just have faith that everything will work out because that's honestly, you're divinely guided at all times. I love your framework and just philosophy <laughs> or on surrender. Like I'm taking notes over here <laughs> as I'm hearing <laughs> you speak because your girl over here on this side has had a really big challenge with surrendering. And I just love the way that you describe how we can start to really feel it in our bodies and experience it because you know, we, we've talked a lot about being a planner and how that's like a survival mechanism that we develop. Right. And I used to believe that freaking surrendering meant I was quitting. Right. And as a high achiever, I was like, but I don't want to quit. I don't want to surrender. Right. And so for everyone listening, I'm being fully transparent and vulnerable, (laughs) right. That like, it doesn't mean you're quitting. Right. It is just to find it for us you're supposed to feel more expansive. And I often find that, you know, when someone identifies as being a high achiever, as a planner, as a go-getter, it's difficult to like let ourselves let go, to release, to surrender, right? And a lot of the times we want to focus on, I'm speaking for myself, I want to focus (laughs) on like the how it's going to happen, right? And really it's like, letting go of the how and trusting that, you know, there's a blessing on the other side. And so I'm sure you can relate to this Edie's, but I know for me, right? Like anytime I try to control something, it just was me trying to attach to things that were no longer for me anymore. And so I was blocking myself from the blessings that were on the other side. And whoa, boy, if you would have told like Liz from five years ago, three years ago, even two years ago, what was on the other side 
I would have been like, oh my God, why am I resisting so much, right? Why, por qué me estoy aferrando tanto? And so it really is an art. The work that you do with your clients is so healing and it's so necessary because surrendering is really difficult when all we've known is how to survive. And so whew, I got the chills as I said that, but it, it's true, right? Like we become better able to be open to receive right? When we do surrender. And so obviously you're the expert in surrendering. Um, So anyone that's having a hard time with just really attaching and like holding on, and I'm, I'm talking about all things, okay? Not just relationships. Like yo me aferraba a lo que iba a comer hoy. Like literally, like if I had yes. already had a thought, right? Of like clothes, right? Your closet, like physical things, material things, like friendships, relationships, it all goes hand in hand, jobs even, right? And so all yeah. of these identities. And so I just love what you've shared with us today and the wisdom that you've shared, Edie's, because so many more women, Latinas, people need to know that there are ways to navigate and to learn how to surrender and learn how to trust yourself so that you can create capacity and open yourself up to receive all the blessings that you cannot stop praying for. Right. And so I just, yes. I, that's something that I wanted to share, but is there anything else you'd like to add on that? Yeah, no, honestly, I think it's beautifully said that you said that because it's so true. A lot of us, we tend to block our blessings and that's what it is when you're in that control state and want to plan everything. You then are blocking yourself from knowing what's truly meant for you. And I kid you not, I, and I feel the same way as you, Liz, like if someone would have told me two years ago, if I just allowed myself to surrender and allowed myself to just receive whatever God's plan was, because I will always tell you this, like the plans that we set for ourselves, Yosito's laughing and the, or the universe is laughing. Whatever you believe in is laughing. Porque van a decir, There's something better for you. Like you thought that's what you wanted. I have something so much better for you. and. I'm so grateful for the surrendering, for the adversity, for learning how to trust myself because then I would never be where I'm at today. And when I mean that, guys, I'll be, you know, like very like vulnerable and share this because I think when you hear testimonies of what can truly happen, that's when we believe. And honestly, like knowing from where I was at in a previous relationship about three years ago to where I'm at now about to get married to the love of my life who has so much sazón to him and like is amazing. I would have never known that if I never surrendered. If I didn't leave my teaching career, I wouldn't be coaching these wonderful women that have given me the opportunity to coach them. That wouldn't happen if I never surrendered. If I didn't leave the Bay Area to move in New Mexico where it's just desert according to some of, you know, some people out there and just my own way of joking is I wouldn't experience this peace and be away from the noise that was distracting me from my purpose. All because, you know, I allowed myself to surrender and trust myself. I'm able to now experience this and it's way better than what I ever imagined. And that's what I want for all of the people that are listening to this podcast to remember is that the plan that you have is great, but just know that the moment that you surrender, it's going to be better. It's going to be way better than you imagined. And just allow yourself to be divinely guided with whoever you believe in and trust yourself that you are the inner compass of knowing where you're supposed to be in life. 
and it will all work out. It will all be more than okay. So I think it's just knowing that we're here to share our testimonies, like me and Liz here, but I just want people to know that it's more than possible for them to just let yourself be and just trust that everything's going to work out the way it needs to and much better than that. So good. And I'm like, I see myself so much in your story. (laughs) Evie, thank you for sharing your testimony with us because just three years ago, myself included, was in a narcissistic five-year relationship that I didn't know how to get out of as a freaking psychotherapist, right? I worked through the shame and the guilt already. But if it weren't for that experience, right, and me surrendering, which man was a freaking huge ass challenge, right? (laughs) Like, I wouldn't have met the love of my life either and be engaged Mm -hmm. like we both are engaged for those of you that don't know. (laughs) Um, And really, now looking back, I I have so much love for that version of myself that that's all she knew, right? Aferrarse was all she knew. And the people pleasing, all the things that come through with, with that identity, right? But trust us when we say that there is so much more on the other side. And if you have no idea how to get there, if you feel lost, if you feel stuck, if you're like, y'all are making it sound like it's this seamless process. That's not what we're saying, but you want to work with Edie's, right? You want to go and contact her because she's the expert when it comes to surrendering here. And she is a soul led coach that is going to support you in really identifying what that looks like for you. And what are the things that you are probably holding on to that you are not even realizing it? Because sometimes it happens subconsciously, right? We tell ourselves a story that you know, we're really trying and we're making things work and we are like giving it all we have. And like, if only we can hold on a little bit longer, maybe things will work. And Edith is laughing because it's like with things we've we've all told ourselves, right? Like, so all of this to say, Edith, thank you so much for pouring all of your wisdom today and for everyone listening. Tell us how people can find you. Um, how can they work with you? Are you now accepting clients? And let us know where they can find you. Of course. So everybody, I'm so excited. I definitely want to invite you all to my space and just know that, yeah, I'm just like so excited to serve and to support you. And just know that, again, I know that this doesn't sound sexy or easy and whatnot, but I promise you that the moment that you do the inner work and the moment that you allow yourself to be, your life will be so amazing. And the way you can find me is you can go on Instagram at intentionally underscore Edis or Iris, however works. And then that's actually the main page that you guys can find me at. So send me a DM. I know that on Instagram, you guys can also book a connection call with me. um, And that is absolutely free. And just know that during that time, we're just going to work together to really uncover who you are in this season and what your desires are and just kind of deep dive as to what it is that you are truly, truly wanting moving forward. And just know that I will be your biggest cheerleader, but just know that it takes time. And just because we're here, I promise you in my space, it will be fun. We will be there together. You will have someone by your side always. And just know that just because we're here and we're giving our testimonies, we're still human. We are still learning, but just know that we will be learning together in my space. And I just can't wait to have you on. And I am taking clients for now. Just know that this also will be a one-to-one setting right now. I'm not doing any type of group coaching or anything like that. It's in the works. So I'm manifesting it for next year, 
pero for now it's one to one um just coaching but i'm so excited to do that and we can deep dive more on what that looks like when you book that connection call with me pero super excited if this feels like it resonated and you want this flavor you know and just work together like i am here for you so uh, again you guys can find me at intentionally underscore 80s Yes, I love it so much. And all of Edie's details will be in the link in the show notes. So you can find her Instagram, the link where you can book a consultation call with her. And y'all, as Edie's coach, like, and as a friend and as a human, I have to tell you that you're going to be in the best, best hands. And I say that about many of my clients because it's true. I just, I, I attract the most incredible humans. And so <laughs> I just want you to know that this work, yes, it doesn't sound like super sexy, but it does sound sexy to the person that's tired of having things be the same. And so this work just is going to require you to say yes to you. And you're going to be guided and led by someone that cares so deeply about your own transformation. And so that is what we want to leave you with today, y'all. Run, don't walk to work with Edie's. If anything that we shared today resonated with you, definitely tag us share this episode with someone that you know might benefit from listening. That is how the podcast grows and other Latina CEOs find us. And so even if they are the CEOs of their lives, still share this with them if they're not business owners. <laughs> but I'm super grateful for you, Edie, super grateful for the conversation that we had today. And I know so many people are going to heal through you sharing your testimony and sharing your wisdom with us. So thank you for blessing us with your presence today. Likewise, thank you so much for having me on and as everybody knows here, Liz is amazing. So I'm going to throw back the energy on her. If you guys are wanting an amazing coach and want to just like grow your business and really grow in that CEO identity, book that call with Liz too, though. She is amazing. And thanks to her and her amazing work and her community. I feel like I wouldn't be growing the way I am if it wasn't for that space. So thank you. So grateful for you, Edie. Thank you so much. We'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you. If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at lifewithliz, that is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí and I'll see you in the next episode.